Hey, this is Chris, and welcome to Through the Never. Today I'm going to do a review on the new Alter Bridge album, Walk the Sky. Really pumped about this. Alter Bridge is one of my top bands ever. I mean, really, right up there under Metallica as far as influences on me. And just, uh, I just love the creativity and the, the style and the writing. Every member does a solid job, and they have not disappointed me ever with releases or live shows. So quick, in case you've been living under a rock, uh, this band was formed in 2004. The core members, Mark Tremonti, Scott Phillips, Brian Marshall, those those guys were all in the band Creed. Now, Alter Bridge is really different than Creed. I know that uh, they get a lot of comparisons when they first started. Some of the songwriting was kind of reminiscent, but there's a lot more freedom. There's a lot more edge. There's a lot more, I mean, the vocalist, Miles Kennedy, is amazing. He, right now, uh, unfortunately, with the the passing of some of our modern great singers like uh, Chris Cornell and uh, Chester Bennington and Scott Weiland, those guys, um, Miles Kennedy is now the top you know, modern rock vocalist, in my opinion. And uh, having him on board is amazing. I mean, um, when he's not working with Alter Bridge, he is the touring uh, vocalist for Slash and, and has been doing his solo albums and stuff. So um, he's incredible. He's got a great range. Um, Mark Tremonti, guitarist, has been one of my biggest influences for years i um have one of the signature model guitars and you know from the beginning one of the reasons i connected with creed is because i kind of felt that metallica like rock influence in the the guitar writing even though it wasn't prominent um their style was a little more commercial rock i I really connected with the guitar work in that stuff and anyway Seeing him in Alter Bridge is amazing because he has opened up and been able to play exactly, you know, what what he feels. And and their stuff ranges from softer, you know, kind of ballads to really heavy, you know, borderline metal stuff. So it's uh, it's a great band. They've been around since 2004. Like I said, this is their sixth release, their sixth studio album. Let's say. They did have, uh, there was a Creed reunion, a new album, in 2009, so they took a short break with that. In between their releases, they've also done some some side stuff. Like I said, Miles worked with Slash, and probably when Guns N' Roses takes a break, he may do some more of that with him. Mark Tremonti has done some uh, solo album releases just under the name Tremonti, and those are more uh, metal. They are the, the heavier songs that didn't fit with Alter Bridge, so... He's been doing that, and he's doing the vocals on that as well. And then um, the drummer, Scott Phillips, has been working with the band Projected, which is uh, uh, John Connolly from Seven Dust. Eric Friedman um, is another guitarist. He works with Tremonti's solo project. He's part of that Projected um, group as well, and they've put out two albums, I think. So these guys are busy all the time. So Walk the Sky... Just released October 18th. It's, like I said, the sixth studio album. 
14 tracks. It runs a whole 60 minutes. The producer was Michael Elvis Basquette. He's the same guy they've been using since album two. So it's their fifth uh, produced album with this guy, as well as all the Tremonti stuff has been produced by him. Miles Kennedy did a solo album um, a couple years ago. It was produced by the same guy. I mean, they've really, he's become sort of a fifth member. He knows their sound. He gets it down really good. He helps them uh, with the final kind of edits and arrangements, and he's great. So I love that pairing. That kind of stuff is important to me and uh, helps them. I mean, they achieve a great sonic sound. So always excited to see that that pairing continues. Um, the artwork is pretty cool. It's done by Mark Tremonti's brother, Dan, who did, I believe, all of their artwork for all their albums and actually um, did some of the Creed artwork as well. As always, Alter Bridge's effort um, in approaching a new album is to push themselves and not repeat albums. So going into this, uh, I, I read some interviews and, and saw some videos and stuff to try to get some of the background as well. Mark was working with some new inspirations from um, some synth wave sounds and loops and stuff like that just to kind of give it a different feel, I guess. And uh, so he built some songs around those and kind of had some loops and stuff playing in the background. Uh, Mark and Miles typically will have a bunch of riffs together uh, as they're doing their separate things. And they'll have a, a whole bank of ideas and they'll come together and then they'll kind of piece it together and, and craft their songs together, um, you know, putting their different ideas um collectively together and, and they work with the rest of the band on arrangement. So that's typically how they do it. However, they had a little less time this cycle. So they both said that they came in with more completed, even uh, demoed ideas. So it's a little bit different. Um, listening to the album, I didn't really feel like it was like, oh, this is a Mark song and this is a Miles song. It didn't really have that. They, they've been working together for so long that they knew kind of what fit with Alter Bridge, you really can't, I can't really tell, um, you know, as far as how how that would affect things, although they did say that it, it saved them some time and that it was a little bit different for them, so in a positive way. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting to note. Um, as typical for Alter Bridge, the lyrics are very subjective, open to interpretation. There was some comments about some of the songs, but for the most part, it's um, it's pretty open. So I'm not really going to get into talking about that too much. Just in a general sense, Miles talked about being kind of in a mindset of living in the moment and, and being very free. Um, some other reviews on the album that came out before the release, uh, some of the... Uh, online magazines and stuff that got a, a preview up front, they uh, they talked about it being sort of a counterpart for the third album, which was just called AB3. That was a very dark, moody album, and they said this was sort of a ca the positive counterpart to it. So I think because of some of the vagueness and the openness of the lyrical content, that's kind of why they talked about it in that sense. I kind of found some meanings with some of the songs myself, but I think it's just a personal interpretation. 
But uh, either way, they were they were interesting and crafty. So I thought uh, I thought they did well on that. As always, the band shares the writing credits on all the songs, which I totally respect. That's something that that I like to do when I'm working with a project. I, I like to be with a group of people that we all have the same goals and the same interests in mind, and we're all going to put in that effort. So even if one person is bringing in a an idea that's mostly done, we're all going to put our stamp on it and we're all going to approve it together and we're all going to share in that credit so that whatever ends up connecting with people, you know, everyone shares in the benefit of that. So I really love uh, the way that's, and I think a lot more people are doing that. I think uh, some of the older bands that used to only give credit to certain members are now opening those doors, you know, so I, I think that's uh that's a cool thing to see. I want to go over a few notes on some of the songs. I um, won't dig too deep, but um, I do want to just kind of make nod of, of some of these things because some of the songs were, uh, there's some special things to talk about. So uh, it starts off with One Life. It's a short kind of intro, but it's really kind of a song. It's very mellow, very low in volume even. And there's some whispering kind of vocals, but it does sort of have, it's almost like a poem, but it's it's really sang softly. So I kind of want to call it a song, not just like an intro piece. So, um, but I don't think it would ever exist really on its own. Um, I did see them recently live and they played the track and then it kind of ran into the second song and then they played that one live, so... I think they're going to leave them kind of connected in that way, but I don't see them ever like performing it live or it ever being sort of radio or anything. So song two was uh, Wouldn't You Rather, and that's the lead-off single. That's the first song that anybody heard publicly uh, from the album. It's a typical rocking track you'd expect from Alter Bridge. It's good, fan-satisfying choice for radio. So I think that uh, that was the right choice for that. Um, there's a song Godspeed. Starts off with keyboards, which is a really unusual. It's a, it's a new twist for Alter Bridge, kind of going back to that stuff that Mark was talking about about trying to include some some new sounds. So, guitars quickly overtook and took over control. But that same theme with the keyboards and the MIDI or whatever continued in the layer underneath. Based on the lyrical and musical theme, it seems like a song that would have been mostly acoustic or a ballady on a previous album, but because of using these new layers, you know, they kind of left the keys in there and, and kept the guitars heavier. So it worked. It still gave it all the feels that it would have acoustically. It's just different. So there are some of these songs that fans had a little bit of resistance the first listen. And I, I think going into it, I, I already already read, so I already kind of knew what to expect with that, so it didn't throw me off, but I did have to listen to a couple of these a couple of times to really uh, try to listen with New Year's, and not just like, oh, this is uh, sort of what I expect or what I don't expect, so, um, but this song was one of the couple that were more dramatically different in that way. But overall, it was a really good song. Probably one of my favorites in the end. 
another one, Native Son, had a great vocal line, heavy guitars in this one. I think that'll be a fan favorite. I hope they start playing it live, because that'll be a good one. Um, Indoctrination was another one I liked, slow and heavy. Another bit of a different feel. Um, they've done some slow and heavy stuff, especially on AB3, but this one I feel like it was even like lower tuned or something. It was it was it was cool and different. The bitter end um, had a cool. Uh, I had some notes here and I wrote down the lyric. Somehow we'll all be all right because it's never too late to learn how to start living right. Very kind of uh, got that positive, kind of introspective kind of vibe that. Alter Bridge always has those uh, that talk about some heavy subjects, but there's always there's always hope there, and it's one of the one of the cool things about what they do that I, that I really appreciate. Um, Pay no mind. This is another. This was probably the second single. It was it was released. You know, it was let out before the album release. Lots of loops and effects in this one, but they blended perfectly with the guitars. So I mean, if there was a song that would make the greatest effort to get fans on board with layering of this kind as a new addition to Alter Bridge, this would be the song to do it. It's it really um in a way, it kind of reminded me of like if you listen to a disturbed song and there's kind of these uh other MIDI layers in the background and some of it's just kind of effects and beeps and stuff and and it kind of felt like that except it was melodic and it worked into the guitar melody in a way. So, very cool way to use that or, or to build the song around it. I'm not sure exactly how they approached it, but it really worked. So, this is, yeah, this is the one I think that's probably the strongest case for uh, something that's different that, uh, that really worked at the same time to give them something new to do that wasn't too far out of what they've done before. If that makes sense. Forever Falling. This one really tricked me. It starts off with a really clean guitar, and I'm thinking, as soon as it started, I was like, okay, here comes a ballad. And, uh, you know, this is like song number 10 on the album. So I'm like, okay, at this point, we're due for that ballad. And then uh, the the clean guitar just stops, like, I don't know, 15 seconds in or something. And then just lays out some heavy guitar riffs. It, was, it really kind of tricks you. And uh, this also was different because Mark Tremonti did the lead vocal. He did one on a previous album, and it did really well. People enjoyed him doing that. So this was another one where, where he did that. I think that this song, especially since Mark is singing on it, and because of the solo kind of rips, this actually would have fit just as well on one of Tremonti's solo albums. So this is sort of a song that kind of blends those territories, so to speak. Um, Clear Horizon, that's another song that... Uh, it's sort of Miles' signature vocal. No, I'm saying this wrong. Miles has a signature vocal that fans have come to know. It's, it's very cutting... It's, he's got a wide range, a lot of presence, and this song shows, it gets to that, but it really shows off the lower register of, of his range, and uh, that ended up being just as epic, but uh, sort of surprising. Like it was, it was really great to see a different side of him as well. 
There's some Allison Chain style harmonies uh, towards the bridge. Always welcome. I love those. This is probably one of my top couple songs on this album. Really enjoyed that. That one, Clear Horizon, was the title of that song. Walk in the Sky uh, is the next one. Interesting effects on that opening guitar medley. Then when the rhythm guitar kicked in, it reminded me of a cool, heavy, repetitive type pattern that like a band like Chevelle would use. And uh, it was really cool. A little bit different. Mark did a something kind of in that style. Um, Show Me a Leader on a previous album. Uh, that was a lead-off single for, uh, yeah, the last album, um, The Last Hero. And... That song had sort of a a guitar rhythm pattern that was kind of similar to that too, but uh, it works for them. I like it. It was good, and uh, it, it ended. The album ended with uh, "Dying Light." That one was really dark and moody. It feels like it could have been left over from AB3. It had really cool dynamics though, and then there were several other songs: uh, "Tear Us Apart," um, "Take the Crown," "In the Deep." All of them right in the, the middle of what you would expect from Alter Bridge. All solid songwriting, great vocals, uh, you know, guitar solos here and there that were awesome. You get solos from both Miles and Mark. So a lot of times I can tell them apart, sometimes I can't, but uh, both of them are amazing. So they they both add their own thing to it, so it's really cool. I'd say overall, Walk the Sky shows the same progress and maturity as the last hero, but also finds a way to reconnect with the magic that made Blackbird one of the, the fan favorites, including my own. Probably that's my favorite. That's that's their second album. And uh, it took me a couple listens, again, to open myself up to the new layers and a bunch of these tracks, but they grew on me quickly. And historically, I've just not been a fan of too much of extras in the mix, especially if they're prominent enough that they're needed uh, to be present in the live show. In the live show, I prefer the performance to be raw and, and just all live if possible. I'm not totally against it. It's just I prefer to get a different uh, sound live than, than the album. I, I want to hear just the skill and the talent and the, the rawness of the four or five or whatever guys on stage. I just want to hear that in its purest original form, I guess. So this, you know, being that this was Alter Bridge, a band that I totally love and respect, even if it didn't work, I, you know, I was going to listen to it and really be open-minded about it. So it, it definitely pushed me to open up a bit about having these layers in. And, you know, so that's a good thing. I, I like to try to widen those boundaries. And I expect this release will continue to grow on me even more with time. So, I mean, it's not my favorite Alter Bridge album, but it's definitely good. It's a solid effort, and I really think that, you know, all the fans should be checking it out. And if you haven't, if, if you don't know about Alter Bridge, you need to go, you need to go find this. You need to listen to this one. You need to go, go back and listen to Blackbird. You know, go back and listen to the first album. If um, if you were a fan of Creed, definitely go back and listen to the first album. That is uh, that is really a good place to start because it's gonna 
they wanted Windup Records at the time, and they were really pushed to sound more like Creed than they wanted to. So uh, they ended up taking control after that. So it's expanded. But even then, it was really different for me. But um, you can start there if that helps. But Walk the Sky is a great album. Also, I want to say, I did see them a couple weeks ago at Exit 111 at the festival. The songs that needed these extra layers, they had a keyboard set up behind Mark Tremonti, and his guitar tech came out and used that to perform the key parts, <laughs> the key parts on the keys that were really needed for the songs to have what they needed, you know, live. So I like that they did recreate that live with a person and not just play the tracks. Um, and it was, you know, a minimal addition live and not like a visual distraction from the rest of their regular performance. So they did that as tastefully as possible. And I, I appreciate that. Their tour that's going on right now, actually, I think it may have just ended at the at the point of uh, recording this podcast, but they've been touring with Skillet and Dirty Honey. Both of those bands are great. I've seen them both. Uh, they were both at Exit 111 as well. That was one of the stops, I guess, on the tour. And, um, you know, if you get a chance to see any of these bands, they're all great. So, uh, and it was nice to catch them all together at the same day. So I want to also, just in closing, say... I've been fortunate to get some extra distribution for my podcast. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, wherever you want to listen to it, um, it's it's now on, uh, let's see, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, all those. So wherever is your, your favorite place, please uh, help me out. Go and subscribe. Leave me a comment. Um, we appreciate. I, I appreciate anybody that takes time to to check it out and, and listen to what I have to say. And um, again, thank you.